This is not where we wanted to be, but this is where we're at. Welcome to the most important episode to date of what it really means. I'm your host, Brad Shepard. Paul, I understand this is a loaded question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How's it going? I am exhausted, probably like many of you out there listening, probably like you, Brad, just kind of gassed. Um, but I also know that right now there's a lot of people out there that uh, need to know what it really means. They need some hope. They need to see some path forward with what uh, happened last night. Um, it's not going good for the country. It's certainly not good for people who want to see America succeed uh, based on ideas of uh, individual liberty and freedom. I, I don't think Donald Trump is going to take this line down because I don't know if you saw all of the rallies. I don't think the, all of the enthusiasm. The president knows that he has uh, the backing of millions of Americans, and the president is not going to allow this level of blatant uh, voter fraud to take place without it being exposed. And I think that's what this is now. Uh, can the Trump administration expose what the Democrats did last night? Yeah, and if you've been living under a rock, of course, we're talking about the 2020 presidential election. So much to talk about. And we know Joe Biden was the odds maker favorite until something started to change Tuesday night late. President Trump gained significant momentum. And he seemed to be developing an insurmountable lead in key states across the country. Democrat officials went quiet in their cities, releasing no results, in my opinion, until it was clear exactly how many votes they would need to win. And then suddenly, they poured out the numbers on Wednesday morning, claiming early vote margins that washed away the president's lead in state after state. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I mean, it was really tragic. Matter of fact, I went to bed last night. I, I had a few tweets before I went to bed. I retweeted Kimberly Strassel, who said, I'd like to put things on the record. Final Florida, MSM loved polls. They had uh, Biden winning, uh, Quinnipiac, Biden plus five, Reuters, Biden plus four, CNBC, Biden plus three. And of course, I mean, Florida is definitely one of the good spots. They were not able to... Uh, you know, come out and even challenge the sheer mass of pro-Trump support in Florida. Uh, and then the last thing I said before I went to bed, Brad, was uh, the media and Dems are Stalin. I spelled it like the, uh, you know, Soviet dictator, Joseph Stalin. Think about it. Um, and I was making a joke. I kind of wish I hadn't because when I woke up a few hours later, I was, uh, you know, I woke up to these numbers. I woke up to what happened at 4 a.m. You know, it was odd. Because I, I kind of expected it, but I didn't really think it was going to be so blatant. And I, I would say up front here, that is the silver lining. Uh, you know, 4 a.m. dump of 300,000 votes, and they all go to Joe Biden. Uh, and it, it, you know, this, the, they had to cheat at such a level, it was so blatant, that it should be uh, easier to prove. That's the silver lining that I'm talking about. It should be easier to prove when you see these graphs uh, where all of a sudden Joe Biden just goes vertical and he gets all the votes. Now, that, that's not to say that, you know, it's a big deal that Trump didn't get any one of the votes. But you also have, uh, you know, Kanye West, Joe, Joe Jorgensen not getting any votes either. That is just statistically uh, improbable. That is not I've, I've watched elections for a long time. That just doesn't happen. OK. And so I, I before I went to bed, 
I, uh, I and I, w- I was watching the Joe Biden speech and he was saying we're, we had a great night and we're going to get some sleep. I told myself, well, this is why Maricopa County, Arizona, just stopped reporting. This is why Philadelphia decided to stop reporting. The officials there, the partisan hack officials there decided to stop reporting because they saw these massive turnout numbers. And if it wasn't for the president going to these rallies, especially in these battleground states the last few days, he so enthused and so outperformed his 2016 results in these battleground states, he made, uh, he, he, you know, in order for them to do what I think is apparent voter fraud, and I think we're going to see that eventually, um, and it's going to be whose attorneys are better, but you know, it, he made it obvious. Again, that is the only silver lining I see right now. We have, to, and of course, there is also the uh, uh, potential that if the president, and right now we're recording this Wednesday night, if the president somehow makes a comeback in Arizona and keeps Pennsylvania, that you know he can win. Obviously, if they don't steal Georgia, because <laughs> they're trying to steal Georgia right now, Brad. Yeah, I mean that's exactly what's happening. Uh, you have a poll watcher in Detroit filming. Highly suspicious activity at a vote counting center. Again, 4 a.m. on Wednesday. And there's footage of um, a person in a white van and they're loading up a red wagon outside the ballot counting location. They're bringing it inside, right? Into the counting facility. And in other images taken appear to show suitcases and coolers moving in and out of the secure area where mail-in ballots are being counted during a shift change at 4 a.m. So this is the kind of stuff we're talking about. Um, seven districts in Wisconsin, they had a greater than 100% turnout to vote. You can't have that. <laughs> and then you look at Wisconsin's um, overall statewide turnout. So we see what's going on. The indications of massive voter fraud are all there. And it certainly seems like they knew President Trump was close to winning. They put the brakes on it. They found the votes in the morning, in the wee hours, while everybody was asleep. Yeah, I mean, and and I, I got to tell you, and I know there's a ton of folks out there who are so frustrated when watching not just the the mainstream media or the legacy media, uh, uh, you know, but people who are watching Fox, which they obviously fall in that category. But man. Um, I, I turned it off, and I, I was watching. Uh, I was watching Larry Schweikart. I was wa- watching Tracy Beans, uh, the editor of Uncover DC. Uh, they had excellent coverage, uh, as well as some other online sources that I was consulting. And you know, it was much more pleasant just to look at the numbers instead of what it was all porn uh, from Fox News and all these people who don't have the American people's best interest at heart. That's all I know how to tell you. When I saw Bill Hemmer. Going over the Florida numbers. Now, this was, you know, they didn't call Florida when they should have called Florida a long time ago. It was obvious that the president had won Florida right after the panhandle started coming in. To me, it was obvious, okay, this is not going to be good for the president. They'd call Virginia, you know, immediately. But then I saw Bill Hemmer uh, go out of the election software and bring up COVID-19 data over Florida and was trying to extrapolate some reason for why Florida was looking good for Trump and when the surges in the virus were happening over the last two weeks. And that's when I turned Fox off uh, last night because I was so disgusted by this um, just blatant vamping. Uh, and, you know, in the, in the broadcast business, vamping is something you do. Like maybe you're having a guest on, you're up against the clock, 
and you know they were supposed to be on for a certain time, but it ran you know short. And now you've got to talk about something for three minutes until you get to a break, right? That's really what they were doing and trying to do everything they could not to call Florida for Trump. They were just doing these vamps, and it wasn't informational at all, and it was making people crazy. And, you know, you say, well, you're a conspiracy theorist. Well, then why didn't they call Texas? Why didn't they call Florida? Why didn't they call Ohio? Like, the only reason they did that was for some, in, in my opinion, a psychological reason. They wanted you to think that Donald Trump had no chance of winning at all. And then when it got to the point where it was obvious that they were going to have to start calling these states for Trump, Philadelphia, and then Maricopa County, Arizona, and then uh, Fulton County, Georgia, seriously has a water main that breaks, and they send the poll watchers home, and then everybody comes back and keeps counting according to reports. It all just happens at basically the same time. Biden gets to make his little speech. We don't know who won, but we did really well. And then they knew what number they had to reach to try to steal it. And that's where we are right now. I, I remember hearing about all the voter fraud that was going to take place, and I really doubted it, Brad. I'm going to be honest. I thought it's possible, but I just didn't think they would be able to do it to the level that they would need to to win without it being obvious. And I'll be damned. They they did it, but it's obvious. So I just didn't think they'd go this far. And that's how desperate they are uh, to keep President Trump from serving another four years. Well, the con was in in the works long before Election Day. Uh, for months beforehand, the press bombarded the public with phony polls showing extraordinary leads for Joe Biden in almost every swing state. On election night, of course, as we now know, those polls were completely exposed, just as they were in 2016. But they were still used by the press to justify not calling states for President Trump. Republicans at this point are asking for the election to be snatched away from them. They really are. They're standing around while we turn into a third world banana republic. It's time to fight back. For months, Democrats have signaled that they would literally do anything to get President Trump out of office. Now they're delivering on it. That's what they're doing. It's clear evidence of electoral fraud. And in these states, Republicans in the legislature have a moral duty to try to seat the correct slate of electors. There's a clear precedent for this. The Constitution explicitly grants state legislators the authority for choosing elector based on the 2000 Bush versus Gore Supreme Court ruling. And, you know, that may be where we end up with all of this, Brad. I mean, that seems to be where it's going. Well, and as we know now, the Trump campaign has filed lawsuits in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, and they've demanded a recount in Wisconsin. Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly not where you want to be. I do think it's good that, you know, we have Bre President Donald Trump that ha has in many ways made the Republican Party his own party. So, you know, he's going to take this to the mat. You know that. And and, you know, he knows that millions of Americans know that, you know, he's the only guy that stands between us and them and them being uh, folks that fundamentally disagree uh, with freedom of speech, fundamentally disagree with religious liberty. They fundamentally disagree with the, your right uh, to own uh, a firearm. Um, that's who these people are. And uh, he knows that we have got to have another four years of his presidency. Um, 
for, for it, I mentioned earlier, Brad, that you know there was out performance from 2016. Uh, this is from uh, Kaylee McEnany, uh last night. You know, back before they cheated, uh, Wisconsin. You know, 2016, his margin was 22,000, almost 23,000. In 2020, with 77 percent reporting, he was at 104,000, almost 105,000. Michigan in 2016, 10,700. In 2020, he was up 289,000 with 61% in. Pennsylvania, 2016, 44,000. And in 2020, 66 in. Again, last night, it was about 19 hours ago, uh, 696,960,000 he was up by in Pennsylvania. If it were any other election, Brad, they would have called it for the president uh, because they would look at these numbers like anybody else would who, who remotely follows elections and would say, you know, the trend is not going to reverse. It's just highly unlikely that the trend reverses at that point. And, you know, they were more prone to judge who's going to win which state based on exit polling. That's not even actual results. Then waiting for the results to come in, that was extremely frustrating. I was watching the results with the first-time voter who was extremely frustrated that Virginia was called when there wasn't even any votes reported yet. And they called it based yeah. on based on exit polling. Right. Um, and so you got to wonder why, why even do this at all? Why, why even have news agencies call elections when we have the technology now to just let people watch the results come in for themselves and make their own determinations? I think that's a great point, and it gives the media so much power. And what do we know about them? We know they're aligned with the left and cannot be trusted. We have the technology to do it differently to do it honestly. Imagine this. Wisconsin voter turnout in 2016 was 67.34%. In 2020, the voter turnout in Wisconsin was, get ready for it, 89.25%, a statistical impossibility. Yeah, this is not real. That doesn't happen. A clear indicator of voter fraud. You're right. There, and there, there are other reports. I've, I've seen videos of Twitter of poll watch, watchers, um, uh, you know, saying that they they saw, uh, you know, boxes of ballots and they ran the names, and not one person in that box of 500 or so were registered to vote in that state. And, and I mean, it's again the silver lining here. I, I hope and pray, and I'm doing a lot of praying today, and I know many of you are too is that it is so obvious. We, we talked about Michael Anton's article. It was, it was the first episode we did, and they were seeding the psych, psychology of uh, uh, the American people, uh, of saying that Trump's never going to leave the White House because he's going to lose and he's not going to leave the White House. And then you had something, and you can look this document up, called the Transition Integrity Project, which is when all these swamp creatures got together and did war games, and they cast each other in parts and played Donald Trump and Joe Biden and the campaigns and all that other stuff. And it, it fed into this idea that you're not going to concede. Uh, it fed into this idea that the, the president's not going to concede and refuse to leave the White House. And what do we do? And and it was just nonsense. And it was it was it was a phony intellectual exercise. It wasn't a real intellectual exercise. It was an attempt to get out to the American people this idea that Donald Trump's not going to leave. And now that there's massive voter fraud, which apparently is the plan all along, I do have to remind you that the Democrats were surprisingly apathetic about putting a candidate forth that couldn't group words together and form sentences consistently. 
They didn't seem to care, and now we know why, because they knew this was their plan the entire time. And then they put out there uh, and do this psychological operation where now we all think that the president, if he loses, is not going to leave. And guess what? Now they're going to, to call the race for Joe Biden, and then they will then say the president's not conceding and he refuses to leave the White House. He's a fascist dictator. And then there's going to be riots in the streets. And then they're going to also beg, just like they did in the coronavirus, they want the president to have a heavy hand so they can justify. They, they're going to want the president to come in and shut the rioters down because they're not going to be protesters. I said protests. I meant riots. That's what this is. So this was, like you said, Brad, to your point, this was all laid out. They told us exactly what they were going to do. I definitely don't believe the president was naive to this. I think he he had to know that this was what they were going to do. Absolutely. He's a fighter and he's not going to take it lying down. And that's why he's the perfect person to fight this. It's not over. Uh, Judicial Watch did an analysis in Clark County, Nevada, a 102.7% voter registration rate. In other words, more voters registered there than eligible to vote. It's all over. It's not just Georgia. It's not just Wisconsin. It's all these states. North Carolina, with 100% of the precincts reporting, will not give the state to Donald Trump. They won't certify the election until November 12th. We have statistical impossibilities all over the nation. Absolutely. And that's why it's a clear case of mass voter fraud. Now, keeping all of this in mind, we're supposed to believe that Joe Biden a guy who couldn't fill a parking lot of cars for a political rally has more votes than any presidential candidate in the history of our nation, more than Barack Obama, more than Donald Trump, more than anybody. That's what you would be led to believe by this data. A guy who had literally no enthusiasm. It just doesn't add up. You also have, you know, because right now, folks, it's going to be about getting the word out about this voter fraud. And you have big tech. Uh, they don't want you to get it out. The president's been censored. Uh, numerous conservatives have been censored today. Uh, Candace Owens uh, and, and others. Uh, Andrew Pollack writing. So you're telling me they just happened to put the Dem votes in all at once in the, in the two most places they needed it desperately to win? At 4 a.m. in the morning, causing two lines to spike directly upwards with zero GOP movement, they really think we're this stupid? And the answer is no, 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 no. They're just that desperate. Now, on that, um, I had an article over here on uh, Zero Hedge um, where they were explaining this uh, Michigan ballot dump. Okay, so at 4 a.m. in the morning. This is a headline here. Michigan ballot dump never happened, according to provider. They're now claiming it a clerical error. So now that we have all these graphics, you know, the actual graphics where you see the red line and the blue line, Donald Trump way above the blue line, and then all of a sudden uh, the blue line goes straight vertical and comes in even or, or, or surpasses the red line. We have people trying to apologize for this, I noticed. And, and by the way, the headline in and of itself, Brad, is maddening. Michigan ballot dump never happened, according to data provider blames. Well, it it did happen. Of course it happened because you're saying there was a mistake. 
So if it was an error and it showed up on the graphs, then it did, in fact, happen. The question is whether or not it was an error or not. But Decision Desk HQ, one of the, I don't know what you want to call them, one of these phony media outlets that were given the scepter to you know, disseminate the, the official results to us from the media, this morning there was a clerical error, they said, in, Mich- in a Michigan county. Uh, once we identified the error, we cleared the erroneous data and updated it with correct data as provided by officials. We stand by our data. You're going to start to see them make make uh, excuses. Ignore the statistics that you just put out. This record turnout, you know, more than Obama for Biden. And then they're going to start to explain away as fake news, you know, the uh, anomalies that we have that clearly catch them in obvious voter fraud. And, and we have Antifa in the streets of Philadelphia celebrating a potential Biden victory and saying that capitalism is killing us. They've actually got banners saying that and um, that they want a socialist alternative. Again, this is the party of Joe Biden, and this is potentially what we're in for. And even if these policies don't pass, these are the ideas that are going to be promoted by the people in power. I, I do want to draw your attention to a tweet from the president uh, from six months ago, June 22nd, uh, 2020, quote, rigged 2020 election, millions of mail-in ballots will be printed by foreign countries and others. It will be the scandal of our times. Think about that. That was the president in June of uh, of 2020. You don't think he planned for this? I, maybe I'm being too optimistic here, but I, I really think it's very possible the president and, and you know the people around him knew exactly what they were planning because they telegraphed it for so long. Um, and I'm hoping that they were caught doing this. I mean, I think they are caught. And it's a shame, really, because even if this has to go all the way to the Supreme Court and the president is sworn in again in January, which I think he will be, I pray he will be, for the good of this nation, for the good of our children— um, you're going to have half the country that are going to claim that it's illegitimate. And if likewise, if Joe Biden wins, you're going to have half the country that's going to think the same thing. That's what's sad here. But I think the Democrat Party is so desperate. And it's not just the Democrat Party. It's anybody. And I'm just going to use the president's words here. Uh, foreign countries. It's anybody that is taking money from foreign countries. And I think that's what this election ends up you know, in, in the at least in the periphery, that's what it's been about, the exposing of how the exact thing the exact same thing they accused the president of doing the first time, collusion with Russia, which was uh, totally fake news. They've been colluding with China the whole time. And I, I also want to say something, this may be conspiratorial to you, but you know, I've been following the the, the China thing for a long time. And I'll just tell you this. If you want to know why some of the people at Fox News, are not acting like they used to. It, it, it's about who's writing the news for them to perform for you, to read off a teleprompter. That's the way it works, okay? That's just the business. But if you've got some of these people behind the scenes that you don't even know their names, you never even met, but they're the ones doing all this stuff, and, and they're, in fact, uh, maybe taking money from foreign, comp- foreign governments and you know through loopholes or however they got to do it, it's no wonder they didn't want to call Texas for Trump. It's no wonder they didn't want to call Florida when it was obvious. And that's all I'll say for now. And I know that's a serious accusation, but I can't 
explain it any other way at this point. Well, the Chinese yen was tanking as President Trump gained significant momentum. Right? I mean, that tells you yes. all you need to know. There's something rotten in Denmark about the entire situation. And we know that election integrity is so important. And, and back to your point, circling back, Paul, I just don't know how people can trust the results of an election again after something like this. How do ordinary folks go about trusting a presidential election ever again? I, I don't know. That's a great question because I, I know one of the fail-safes is the elections are so decentralized. Um, but then when you have these battleground states and you have you know, the good old boy system it, you know, exists uh, all over the country just in small little localized forms, and I think that's what we, we see here. Um, but again, it was on a, it was on such a large scale in these states that it's noticeable. It's obvious what they're doing. It's obvious what they're trying to do in Pennsylvania as well with Philadelphia. And so, you know, I, I, I don't know how we trust it, Brad. That's a, that's a great question. Um, because it being decentralized can be a good thing, but in this case, in certain states, it was obviously a bad thing. So, you know, you could, there could be a legislative remedy to it, but nobody wants to hear about that right now. I heard somebody talking about it earlier today on radio, and I was like, I don't want to hear about a legislative remedy right now. I want, I want the truth to be known. That's what, that's my, that's been my prayer today, is I've been praying a lot. I know a lot of Americans have been praying today, uh, asking for, for questions and answers. Uh, and I think that's a good thing obviously. Um, but it's just been, I just want the truth to be known. I, I, you know, I just want the truth to be exposed. If it's hidden, I want it out there. Um, whoever is going to win, I, I, I would like for it to be honest and truthful. And I don't, in America, I don't think that's too much to ask. Well, I'm beginning to wonder, but I want legal <laughs> votes counted, legal votes counted, right? That's what I'm looking for. Um, not all votes, legal votes. I think that's the uh, contextual key there. But yeah, I, and I mean, what you've got, as we talked about on this very podcast, is an alignment of big tech and the mainstream media. And they're working together to present a narrative. Um, Twitter censored me during the election. That's what they're doing. It's not just to the largest of large Twitter accounts. They're helping shape a narrative so that you believe Joe Biden has won. These are the kind of things that are only going to get worse if Joe Biden is indeed elected to the presidency. Yeah, you're exactly right. And you mentioned a banana republic earlier. You're exactly right. And I was really looking forward to a convincing Trump win. And I tell you why, and I should have never said this uh, in my head, but if if there was going to be a convincing Trump win and the media was going to call it like they did last time, you know, in 2016, I kept watching CNN that night and I kept being like, there's going to be something that's going to happen. They're not going to do this. They are simply not going to call the election for Donald Trump. You know, this time they were prepared for it, obviously. But I, I still told that, you know, I still was thinking, well, if it's like 2016, I cannot wait to come on what it really means and tell all of you we no longer have to worry about the mainstream media because they are completely irrelevant. 
I don't have, I mean, you know, we still need to fight it, but we don't have to worry about them because if, if a president can survive what they have put him through for four years and five years, then we don't have to worry about them anymore because we're clearly not listening to them. That's what I was really hoping to say. Uh, hindsight is twenty twenty, but you know, Tucker Carlson on Fox news, uh, during the election, they let him talk a little bit and it was, it was fascinating, Brad. I have the audio, uh, in, in rebuking the mainstream media as a whole, he rebukes his own colleagues about how nobody trusts them. And that's because the polls, regardless of who wins, we know that the polls were completely wrong. And the fact that the polls were so wrong, and now we have this, these elements of voter fraud only emboldens our case that President Donald Trump won. Uh, here is Tucker Carlson. Very specific ways we, the media, I participated in it for 30 years, have not been credible. We have lost trust. And that's just, I think that's really bad. And it's something that we need to fix. And, and the obvious problem is something we said we were going to correct in 2016, which is we don't know anybody who votes for Trump. And so you really got the sense watching everybody that like, you know, it's kind of embarrassing to support Trump or whatever. And that's why the rallies were such a huge shock to a lot of people in the last week. All these people unapologetically saying, I love Donald Trump. And it's like, I've never met anybody who says something. Who are these people? We have a huge problem in our business with being cut off from the country we cover. And I would say a lot of power centers in this country have that problem, but we have it in the media. And I really sincerely hope we fix it because we're moving toward like zero credibility. And that's bad. Zero. They have zero. Well, Tucker doesn't have zero credibility. But if a if Biden wins, you got to know that Tucker's not going to be on the air much longer. He speaks too much truth that is not inside any preconceived political box. Yeah. And you have to wonder, especially at faux news how long he's going to last bucking the establishment. I mean, it's been made crystal clear at faux news what their agenda is. They're controlled opposition. They are not on the side of the president. Here's an interesting question for you. Democrats voted for a guy who sold out the vice presidency to foreign adversaries and who doesn't know the difference between his granddaughter and his dead son. How are we supposed to unite as a country after an election like that? Do we really think there's there's large portions of this country that really want Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to be president? Or have they bought into just that I can't stand Donald Trump? Or some of them have even brought bought into a false uh, virtue signaling, you know, voting behavior where they think it's the virtuous thing to vote against Donald Trump because our country was decent before and now it's not, which is preposterous. That's uh, insane uh, to think that Um, you're just being you're just being brainwashed. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, no one's going to rally around them. Um, It looks like the Republicans are keeping the Senate. uh, So that's good. But without Trump in office. I don't have much confidence in them. I think they're just going to revert back to their old ways. Uh, Trump is the guy that a historical figure who is, um, you know, he, he, he gets the job done. I mean, he does exactly what he says he's going to do, you know, and he has a way to, uh, no pun intended, but he has a way to Trump the norms. Again, he doesn't dance to the beat that people say he must dance to, because he knows that the people telling you to dance a certain way have been wrong for decades and have been selling this country out and selling the people out. So there'll be people rallying around. And I, I honestly, I just will tell you, Brad, and I, I we've talked off air. I don't know. I don't know what is next. I don't know what to do. 
uh, if Biden is president. I, I really don't. I, I think there there are really dark days ahead for our country over the next decade or so with this radical form of leftism that think that speech is violence and it's going to spread and they're going to affirm this and it's going to be maddening. And a lot of these people who voted for Biden because they bought into this phony narrative that, you know, orange man bad, you're not going to know how wrong you were until it was too late. And that's the tragedy in all this. And that's why President Trump is not going to give up. He is going to keep fighting for you. And he's not going to let the media, the deep state win. He's going to win. Nothing quite says a return to decency like the acceptance of a flagrantly rigged election. <laughs> that's it's, a good point. That's great. That's good. You know, the whole idea is preposterous. This is where we're at. And I think there is positives. Again, there is. It's not all bad. There are positives to this. Again, as you mentioned, it does look like the Republican Party will maintain control of the Senate. That's important because what that really means is some of the radical things Joe Biden or Kamala Harris may want to do will not pass through the Senate i.e. court packing, making D.C. and Puerto Rico states, etc. So that's huge. Now, are we going to get the America First agenda that we wanted? Oh, absolutely not. That's out the window, and that's why it's so bad. But we're not going to also get the extreme scenarios that we potentially could have had. So I think it's important to point that out, that that's a worst-case scenario and it's not ideal, but it's not necessarily the end of the world either. So I don't want to be all negative. I want to point out the positives. But you're right. President Trump is a fighter. He believes he's going to win this, and we need to support him in that. Yeah, and, you know, I, I really, really hope that, uh, <clears throat> you know, what their blatant voting fraud means is that we it will be uncovered as fraud now and that's a big tall order because you know you have to you know rely on the mainstream media to disseminate some of it i mean they have to come to i mean it, it's either true or it's not true brad you know what i mean it's either true or it's not true it either happened or it didn't and every one of these legal votes must be counted and everyone that's that's illegal needs to be thrown away at the very least and if we've got evidence like you said of the wheelbarrow and the ice chests if we've got evidence, these people have to be made examples of, and we've got to get to the bottom of this. And we've got to get this thing, you know, we've got to get this thing certified by, you know, what is it? I think the constitutional requirement is December 7th. Hopefully it's not going to take that long. But, you know, we, we, we just don't know. There's so much right now that we don't know other than uh, the president has to win this thing. Uh, as we look at the House of Representatives as well, again, the Phony polls had told us that Democrats would gain a significant amount of seats. What we've actually seen is the opposite. Republicans have gained numerous seats. So again, those are all good things. And isn't that and, also a sign? Is like That's another anomaly, isn't it? That the Republicans had such a good night in the House and gaining seats and that you know, and then the, the president loses you know, by these margins and everything. That, that, that just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, right. in, in some of these states. Nope, you're exactly right. It doesn't make sense. In particular, 
some of these places were geographically close. And I don't think the Democrat Party cares. I'm going to be honest. I don't think their voters care that this election may have been rigged. I think some of them just don't believe it no matter what. And I think those are, you know, they tend to be low information voters. And I think some of them want power so bad that they just don't care. And that's not good for our country. That's that's a bad thing, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. Hey, if if Trump is sworn in in January, it does make for some really good memes, though. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of sad folks out there. Of course, if Biden gets sworn in, I'm going to be one of the sad ones. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but it's important to to get to the truth. It'd be important for Democrats to get to the truth as well. But again, I don't think it is. If you are willing to vote for Joe Biden, I just don't know how we mitigate this as a country. And Paul, I mentioned this idea several weeks ago on our podcast. But again, being so divided in this country right now, I mean, that's one of the talking points coming out of this is truly how divided we are as a country, no matter who wins at this point. And I just don't know how we mitigate that. I don't know how we come together. And and I don't see that happening. I see perhaps even the opposite, potentially. So do we succeed? What do we do? How do we unite and come together as a country when about half of the country for the past several years have called Trump supporters Nazis? and KKK and white supremacists and murdered and attacked them all for who they support as president. My answer to that is I think the only way we come together is if president Donald Trump is, is elected and that's not going to be immediate. But what I mean by that is I think his economic policies and, and just the fact that he has been so successful that he has, um, I've mentioned this before and I'm hoping it happens again, but, uh, you know, the, the, the deep state and the Democrats, and, and now we found out the communist Chinese, they, they keep laying these traps for the president. They lay their nets and everyone writes him off. Everyone thinks he's done. Everyone underestimates him. They underestimate him constantly. And then they fall into their own nets. Their own words are twisted and used against them. And, uh, is what I'm hoping is going to happen here. And and, in his second term, I'm hoping that this country, because of him and because of his knack of doing things, uh, I I, I believe this country could be so prosperous uh, that it would bring people together in a a way and um, could right a lot of wrongs. And I, I know that's what the president wanted to do in his first term. He got a lot done, but he didn't get near done what he wanted to because they wouldn't let him because they impeached him over a phone call, and we now know why. Because Joe Biden and his friends and his whole family are corrupt and taking money from foreign countries. It's going to be really hard, on the other hand, like you said, if, if Biden is if Biden is uh, the president of the United States, there's none of this, well, I, I, I don't like the man, but I respect the office. How? Why? Why would I do that? Why would I, when I vehemently disagree with the communist Chinese, when I uh, disagree with the 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 new liberal neocon foreign policy that they're going to go back to, 
I don't want new foreign wars. I don't want any of this. How in the heck am I when I when I saw what you did to President Trump, when I see what you did to a guy who was a businessman who you couldn't control and look what you did to the country, look what they have done to the country because of one man that was changing their decades and decades long goals and policies. You don't think they're going to, especially what they're going to do to Trump voters, they are going to now increase their plan of global governance or whatever you want to call it. Basically the diminishing of the sovereignty of not just America, but of all countries, they're going to, they're going to step that up in a high game and we're going to unify around that. No, no, I'm sorry. No, It, 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 to your point, Brad, if Biden's elected, it's, it's going to be bad. I don't know. I don't know how bad, but, um, it's kind of it, it. It'll become a powder keg. It's what it's going to become. Yeah, and if supporting our president means supporting his policies, then I absolutely cannot do that, right? I don't want the policies of Joe Biden, as you just mentioned. Um, I'd love to see him be successful, and for me, that means not doing those things, right? Not executing the policies that we've talked about on this show for weeks. And in kind of linking into what that would mean, Dr. Burks uh, just came out urging the U.S. to be prepared for the third wave of COVID-19, which we're now being told we're entering the most concerning and deadly phase of this pandemic. So you tie that into a Joe Biden presidency. Folks, what that means is your businesses are being closed down. It's just that simple. And and we're gonna we're we're talking about a nationwide you know mask mandate. We're we're talking about um, you know people being arrested for opening businesses for walking down the street without a face diaper on. I mean we're 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 talking. Um, I don't know. It's gonna get even, it'll get even worse than that. But yeah, I'm glad you brought up the coronavirus because that is going to be. And you know the reason the the turnout was so great for Trump. And so it exceeded what he did in 2016 in a lot of these states. I really think it came down to us throwing off the people telling us they know better how to live than, than we know how to live ourselves. Uh, the, the very idea that a government can destroy a virus is really stupid and dumb in, in and of itself. You know, it's just like this, this, uh, liberal idea that if we quit driving cars, there'll be less tornadoes. Like they can control the weather. That's, ridiculous and preposterous as well kind of not glad you brought up the COVID thing brad because that's very depressing to me because that was one of these things that so many people were ready for things to get back to normal and they're going to press hard now if if this happens look the president's not going to take this lane out i haven't looked at the headlines since we've been on but i got a feeling we now know more things they're going to try to say Joe Biden is the winner. They're going to say ignore the recounts. They're going to say ignore the president's lawsuits. Uh, just like Michael Anton's article, they're likely, once they declare Joe Biden the winner, uh, they're likely to completely shut down the president's Twitter account, meaning they won't even censor him. They'll just ban him because they'll say he's not leaving the White House and he's a fascist dictator. Uh, they won't even cover what he says. That there'll be, I don't think, I think Fox News at this point won't even have him on their program. Uh, they'll do everything they can to limit what he has to say, and they'll just hope that you forget about him. But there are the courts, and you know if it get if it goes that far, meaning with him banning the president, trying to isolate him, I do think the courts eventually side with the president here, and 
I know it's very early to even say that. And then, then you're looking at a massive meltdown from the radical left if that happens. I agree. I mean, I do believe President Trump won this election. I do believe that. Uh, the Biden camp has already launched a transition website. Uh, you know, it, it's it's going to get even uglier, right? There's no question about it. But as you mentioned, this is not over. Now is not the time to be defeated. Now is the time to keep fighting. And don't let the mainstream media, the fake news, get you down. I think that's important at this point because it's almost like a depression or suppression tactic with Trump voters. They're creating a narrative that, oh, look, he lost. It's over. Don't bother disputing this. Yeah. You, you, and you're going to have to turn off Fox News. Uh, you're going to have to find alternative media if you want the if you want the 24 hour feeling. You know, own is one and there are others. Uh, Newsmax or whatever, but you're gonna have to turn off uh, Fox News and obviously the rest of them if you don't want to just constantly, you know, feel like you're being dragged down. You're gonna have to seek out the data yourself. You're gonna have to follow, uh, you know, uh, you Brad on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter and others. Uh, you know, go to great websites like Uncovered DC and and other things because that's that's the only way. You know, in in a day to day, you know, the the concept of taking this day to day, like you said, is what we have to do. You're not going to get too far if you're turning on Fox News every morning. You know, you're going to get real. Your day's going to start out real bad. I got a feeling. I do, too. I mean, this has to be the end of the polling industry. Uh, they're over. Uh, nobody can trust them again. This has to be the end of the mainstream media. Uh, and that includes phone news. Stop watching them. Stop watching them. If you want to turn it on Tucker, I understand. He's yes. an exception to the rule. But stop watching them. They're controlled opposition. We really need to uh, begin supporting in a much more serious way the alternative independent medias like UncoverDC.com. It's so important because it's evident we're not going to get the truth from the mainstream media. Their credibility is forever ruined. You're exactly right. It's forever ruined. It's it's been this way for a long time. Been a long time coming. But there there's no more pretending. They really truly are, as the late Democrat pollster Pat Cadell said in 2012, the enemy of the American people. There's no question that that's what's happened. They, it's not just even what Tucker said. How they don't know any Trump supporters or know anybody that owns a pickup truck or whatever. No, 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 no. It's much worse than that. It would be great if that was it. Oh, they just they just don't can't identify. It's cultural difference, you know. No, it's much worse than that. It is just a complete subversion of the American idea. They disagree with it. They want to stop it. And uh, the the question is why they want to do the. Why are they acting the way they are? Because it's no longer just well, I'm biased because I like Democrats or I'm biased because it's no longer that. It's something much more nefarious. I fear. And I think that explains their behavior last night more than it ever has, is, is what I said earlier. I, I think we're going to find out. I, I, and I said this, I think, uh, last podcast. Why didn't they cover the Hunter Biden scandal? That should have been a ratings bonanza. Well, the incentive is now off. The incentive is gone. There's no financial incentive to have high ratings with something like that anymore. And I think that's because you're going to find that they're getting money from foreign entities. 
It's happening in every other industry. Why is it not happening in the mainstream media? The mask is off. That's all the time we have this week. It's more important than ever that you share this podcast on social media and with your family and friends. Paul and I will be right here, ready to cover the fallout from this election for you and explaining what it really means as it evolves. Follow us on Twitter at the Brad Shepherd and at Paul Harrell 1776. Paul, is there anything you'd like to say in closing? I would just tell people uh, that pr- I believe in prayer works. So, so pray to God uh, that his will be done and that the truth would be known. And I believe that our prayers are going to be answered. We'll be back. But in the meantime, don't concede to the idea that Joe Biden has won the election. I believe we're going to uncover the most widespread voter fraud effort in American political history by Democrats. But in the end, facts and data will rule the day, and that's what will follow regardless of where that takes us. So hold the line, keep fighting, and take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. We're living through a moment in history that will be written about, and our country needs us. (laughs) 